Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I put my heart and soul into providing you value through this podcast so that you can live your dream life. So please subscribe if you haven't already. And the biggest thank you you could ever give me is to drop a review because more reviews equal this podcast getting more listens, which means we can share this message with more people and hopefully positively inspire them like we have you. You can also share it with someone you care about that you believe may benefit from listening. Thank you and talk to you soon. All right, everyone, welcome to the Franchise Empire podcast. I've got a special guest. Some of you may recognize her, some may not. Who are you? I am Bridget Mayer Johnson. I'm Tarts my wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going with that. <laughs> my wife, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay, and so we're literally in the same office suite, but it's more complicated with the tech to like sit next to each other and try to get the right camera angle. So easier for her to just be in her office, me and be in my office and do this. Um, but I, we wanted to come on and uh, actually I asked Bridget to, to come on. I wanted to talk about the whole building a business and gaining the support of your spouse because um, for a lot of people, it's one of the biggest external objections. Like usually money and spouse are the biggest like, hey, this is kind of outside of my control terms of getting them on board, whether you're in the process of starting, like trying to convince your spouse to to be cool with you starting a business or leaving your job, or then once you are an entrepreneur, like how are you managing family time and prioritizing your family and like showing up, et cetera. So I think we'll put today in this conversation, because we've only got about like 15 or 20 minutes, we'll only like most of the emphasis will be on the like support in the starting buying kind of side. And I think, you know, Bridget has a very unique perspective based on <laughs> all the crap that I went through with my businesses. Yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah. So um I, I was just thinking about that. I what struggle one. Yeah. Before you before you before you dive into that, um, this is gonna be part one, right? So if you want part two, let us know. It's in a, by your comments and letting us know like, hey, yeah, we want the extended version. We want the full version of this. Let us know. And then we'll sit down and do a, an even longer kind of deep dive or conversation, maybe even do a live with Bridget, whatever. But definitely like drop comments below. Let us know what, you're, what you think of this overall style, if it's helpful for you. So, okay, take it away. What were you going to say, Bridget? Um, if you don't know me, uh, Targ and I've been together, gosh, over 10 years now. Uh, our wedding anniversary is coming up this fall. Uh, but I've had two very successful businesses for 23 years now. Um, so I have the unique background of being an entrepreneur and knowing what it feels like to have a dream, to have a business and want to make your dream a reality. And so after you know, not that long after Tarek and I uh, were together and got married, he started really sharing with me his frustrations with um, being in banking and being a financial advisor. And his dream had always been uh, to run his own business and be in internet marketing and and um, have uh, multiple sources of income and revenue. Uh, so I was aware of all of that and was always encouraging him um, as he was working as a frustrated banker and advisor to keep building 
on the side, his dream. But hold, but hold on. I mean, that's a that's a unique situation, though, because yeah, uh, and there were various levels of encouragement, right? Because there was many times of me giving up, stopping and starting, not being consistent, playing golf all day on the weekends, and you're like, hold on, what? I thought you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like, what? Like, what? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, why? Why aren't you motivated? Um, but you were supportive. But there are there are spouses out there that are not that are not supportive. So I I work with uh, part of my business besides my gallery, my consulting is I coach artists on how to build a business and a successful, thriving art business. And my whole thing is that if you are living your life unhappy and not living the life you want, uh, especially being married and being having children, one, that's not a life to live. Two, it catches up with you eventually. Um, and, and I want to be around happy people that are living and working in what they want to be doing. Um, so particularly I, your spouse, especially you, <laughs> um, I think it's important to put your own ego, your own fears, your own sensitivity aside and really, um, hone into your partner and your spouse and really, Tap in with them, like, why do you want this? What's your dream around this? How do you envision this impacting our family? Um, and that can really help two people get on the same page. My early fears, I'll be, and I love being honest with people. I'm very transparent. I feel like it's very important. There's a lot of BS in our culture today. And then for us, it wasn't an easy road. Um, and one of my big fears was... Um, and I was carrying a lot of the financial weight for many years. And I kept saying, gosh, I don't want to keep doing this. I want you to be successful. And I knew with uh, a shift in, um, at least initially, I thought, gosh, there's going to be a loss of income and revenue. And that was scary for me. Well, I, we, had a few, we had a few We had a few. times of that, of me yeah. starting stuff. And But I, I realized, you know, you have to start where you're at. Uh, you have to build that foundation. And um, once you get going, it's a it's a time energy thing, uh, and it builds up, and the money comes. Uh, especially when you're passionate, excited, and dedicated. But you do need your partner on board. You do need buy in, and um, I know a lot of people that don't have that, and um, it definitely can create frustration, especially with kids um, uh, and uh, a spouse uh, or partner being feeling resentful. So uh, I think it's important to lay all of that out on the table. So I get multiple emails a week from companies asking to run ads on the podcast. I could have ads if I wanted to, but I don't. So there are two ways that you can help to support me and the podcast to keep it ad free. First is to like the video, subscribe to the channel and leave a comment, even a smiley face if you have nothing to say. The YouTube algorithm only shows the video to more people based on the likes and in comments on the video. So your comment could help someone get exposed to this and, and not to sound too cheesy, but it could legitimately change their life. Lastly, go ahead and share this with someone that you think will enjoy this episode. Maybe someone who you know loves business and entrepreneurial stuff, or maybe it's someone who's been saying that they want to own their own business for forever. You can message it to them directly or share it on your social media. It would mean the world to me. You guys rock. Enjoy. Yeah, it's a good point. And so, you know, I think part of that, 
for those of you, you know, who are married or going to be married, it's like, it's sharing with your spouse what you're going through and the pain and discomfort that you're in right now, the dis- the dissatisfaction of your current situation, right? Like, hey, like, you know, yeah, I'm at work, but like, honestly, like, I just don't feel happy. Like, I feel like something's missing. Like, and, and I think having that level of vulnerability with you, it starts with like utilizing the foundation of your relationship, right? Because if you can't be vulnerable with your spouse and you're not used to expressing and telling them how you're feeling, then if you just say, hey, I want to start this business and uh, I have this cool idea, right? Then it'd be like, well, no, like what, that, that, that's so risky. We have kids, we have this. and But what's missing, the part that's missing is like, babe, I'm not happy. Like I, 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 like, I feel like I wake up and something's missing. It's keeping me awake at night. Like if that's the spouse that loves you, like, are you, are you going to just ignore that Bridget? Like if that's the conversation? Yeah, no, no. I mean, and I was the person selling t-shirts right next to you, making smoothies and In going bars. to bed. <laughs> at <And> like 1am <laughs> when wow. I started a clothing line. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was you know, lifting weights in your photo shoots as an extra. I mean, I was doing whatever I could to help support you. Um, but it, it's definitely not easy. And and I will also share with you that Tark and I have spent years getting over our own issues with talking about money as a couple. Um, and it, that's been a journey. And I was thinking, gosh, what changed that for us was um, I just decided to um, kind of I'm a type A control freak, just really let go and let trust Tarek and let him make some major decisions in our family and and let him drive that and sit back and trust him and let him step into his power, even though I had done it, could do it. And I think uh, for a lot of couples, there's a power struggle around who makes more money, who's controlling the finances, um, who's more successful. Uh, often that comes with, well, then I should be the one doing this or doing that or making this decision. But, um, you know, if it's truly a partnership, like you're saying, you, you truly want the other person to be happy. Uh, and really all of it that we've come to learn is logistical planning. So, and and it doesn't mean you dive off the dive, diving board and say, okay, I'm going to do this now. Uh, maybe there's a planning period where um, you're working on uh getting ready for your side hustle with uh, saving extra money, uh, learning a skill set that you need to go into it. Um, there, There is a lot of planning on our part. Um, Tarek sold one of his properties to have the cash flow to put into uh, one of our businesses. That was him the, being the on board. The second franchise that we bought, yeah, when we bought the resale. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, the well, that first, was a hard decision. That was. In the first franchise, um, we decided that he would focus on the business and go all in and quit his job and just be there full time. And that I would be the one supporting us financially until we got to the point where the business was making money. So um, he took over everything um, and he loved it. So it, it, you know, we, we've always kind of figured out what we need to do as a couple and as a team and as a partnership. 
Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast episode so far. One of the most consistent things that we hear from people that reach out to us is that buying a franchise feels really confusing. There are so many options out there. It's a scary decision. They don't know how to vet or do the due diligence, really narrow down on the right franchise for them. And then they really feel alone in the process. You might be the only one in your family who's ever pursued buying a franchise or being an entrepreneur. Or maybe you've tried to start a side hustle before or other businesses like me, like before franchising, I was not able to crack the code on entrepreneurship. I'd like to invite you to reach out and work with us. We've helped many clients buy franchises, get them profitable, or buy resale businesses that are thriving. Talking about highly profitable resales, great value. We've allowed many of our clients to actually quit their job right away and replace their income immediately. So if you wanna work with me and my team on finding or buying a franchise, doing due diligence, vetting it, or resale, then go ahead and go to tarjohnson.com slash consulting, and we're happy to see if we can help. All right, enjoy the rest of the episode. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy to think how far we've come now. Uh, you know, five, you know, six years later after opening the store, eight years after signing the franchise agreement, coming up on our ninth wedding anniversary here in two months, um, like our life is totally different. Like the, like I'm, I pinch myself, like in terms of the reality that I'm living now and the, the, just with our family, the business that I've built, like just looking at my profit and loss statement for this year, I'm like, yeah, exciting, you know? Um, but, well, but here's I mean, the thing. That's, it, those are the rewards of, um, making scary decisions, having difficult conversations, um, being willing to put it on the line. I was just thinking about, um, I'm working on an event for my own business in Philadelphia for artists. And uh, one of the emails I'm writing now is my husband left me for five days to go to Mexico, left me with our two kids. And that's my funny lead in. But, you know, let's say what was that a year ago, a year and a half ago, Tarek uh, wanted to do something to impact his business and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. But he felt bad because he didn't want to leave me alone with our two young kids for a week. And I processed it and I said, okay, well, let me think about it for a minute. And I didn't even, I, I was like, man, there's this event. It sounds awesome, but I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave you with the, like, it wasn't even like, hey, like, I want to go. Like, do you mind? It was like, yeah, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to do that to you. And then you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, literally I was like, oh, wow. You know, I'm very intuitive with my decision making. I, you know, process and I think about it and I think about the impact on, I'm always trying to come from a place of, um, we're in a different space in our life. Uh, Tark's on the front end of building his business. He has a newborn as, with his business. I have a um, a young adult because I've been building it for 23 years. So we're in a different place business-wise. So I feel like I want to give him more support and more time to do what he needs to do. Very, I'm very conscious with this. And um, so I said, I feel like you should go. I, I'm with everything you're trying to do and all the technology and this and that, it makes sense to me that you should do this. But hold and on, part I want—I actually want to pivot back to what you were saying with the newborn analogy with my business. And I mean, now this—you know—this specific online business is almost going to be three years old, about two and a half years old. But that—that that was an analogy that, I, that I, like, I had to say that to you many times in order to like get that point across. Like, there were many points I'm like, babe, like I—I I got to put in a lot more time into this. Like, you're. You're 20 years down the line. You like you like you've got the foundation. Like, and and what I was able to say, what helped, and everyone doesn't have this, right? Because 
we're in a unique situation where Bridget was an entrepreneur. She knew what it takes. She knows what it takes. I was able to model some of the way that I showed up after seeing how she operated as an entrepreneur. So I had a model and a template after many years. But there are some spouses out there where the wife stays at home and the husband's the only breadwinner, right? Maybe they make six figures, the husband does, and the wife doesn't make any income or even, you know, vice versa. And one of them, the one that's making the income, is not happy and wants to leave. And the other spouse is like, hey, like this is too much risk. Like they can't even fathom that taking on that level of risk or uncertainty is really what it comes down to. But, you know, that that was a conversation that I kept having with you. Like, hey, like my 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 business is in its infancy and I need to I, I gotta be there every kind of moment for it in that sense. Um, and so, you know, I think after many conversations, it, it, it started to sink in a bit, right? Yeah, totally. And, um, so I'm not, there's this metaphor out there, burn the boat, just go all in and like quit your job and just do it. I, that's not, I'm a planner and I like to, especially with kids and financial planning. Um, and I'm, I think it's important if you're in that spousal situation where, uh, someone's the breadwinner, someone's at home or maybe not making as much money. Um, that's that's most of us, right? Most of our uh, culture is set up that way right now. And um, you can have a plan with that. Um, the spouse that's working or is the breadwinner, um, maybe you need to cut back and start saving more money. Maybe your spouse can find something small to do. So you have a, you're building, you're, you're, you're building towards it, but you're making it um, a group yeah. effort. Well, well, when we, when we, you know, when we were embarking on the franchise journey, we didn't have a template. This is one of the reasons why I created the zero to profitable franchise system is because knowing what I know now, hindsight being 2020, I probably would have approached things differently. I, I didn't know that food was a low margin, profit margin business. You know, I didn't, you know, think through that, okay, to replace my actual income as a financial advisor, because I had my, my, my income there had really started to, you know, kind of take off. And so it's like, okay, how do you replace a nearly $200,000 income? Like, how do you, how do you do that? It would have taken, you know, a few stores for sure. Um, and so I didn't think, I didn't realize, oh, there's higher profit margin businesses. There are service businesses that maybe get ramped up quicker. You don't have to wait for construction. There are resale franchises that are already existing businesses that are profitable. So these are all things that I didn't know where, yeah, in a sense we planned, but we still didn't have like a template. And that's like part of why I created the Zero to Profitable Franchise System. And like yeah. shameless plug for those of you who still, you know, want to make your dream happen of being an entrepreneur, like reach out to us. And, you know, we only work with a, a very specific type of person. Um, you have to qualify. Um, but you know, we can, we can help show you the path or the blueprint at least. And the, the, you know, you can go to my website and figure out how to, um, how to set up a conversation with my team overall. But I, babe, I want I know we only have a few minutes left. So I want to, I want to pivot real quick to, you know, there was a point where, right. It, it, when we were living in Philly, 2012, 2013, you know, I started the clothing line, um, like, we had t-shirts everywhere, right? I wasn't really working that hard. I had some very unproductive habits that we're not going to talk about here. 
of things that I was doing during the day that were not often working my business. And then I just kept starting. And then we moved to California. I kept starting business and online business and this and that. So what was going on through your head as you're seeing me continue to start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, not talk a big game and not follow through? Like what was going on in your head at that time? One is I didn't want to get in the way of your process and be be your mom. I wanted you to figure it out. And I think women of our time with this with their spouse, uh, we can come across as like acting like someone's mom. So I didn't want to tell you what you should be doing. And I figured through your process of trial and error, my hope was that you would get closer to figuring out what was working for you or what you wanted to do. Um, and I just wanted to give you the space of the freedom. And I do remember, and I will say really quickly that when you came to me and said, I think we should open up a franchise. At first I was like, no, I'm not opening up a business in a box. I'm a creative. I've started a business and built it to a multi-million dollar level from the ground up. I don't need someone to tell me how to do it. And you took me through on why you thought it would be impossible for us to start a franchise from scratch or our own business. We were thinking about, you know, the juice bar at that point. And so I, I do yeah, remember- you kept being like, well, why don't we just do our own thing? Why don't we just do our own thing? And I was like, you know how long it would take us just to make this menu? Like, do you, re- do you remember that conversation? Oh, I'm yeah, like, just the menu. It would take like the recipes, figuring it all out, the graphic designer, the logo, the yeah. testing. Like I have zero desire. Yeah. So what, what I've learned on the back end of that is that it was the best decision we could have made um, it was incredible to have so many systems in a like literally a business in a box handed to you. You unpack it. There's training. Um, there's a system set up, and that's when I actually fell in love with franchising. Uh, and then I watched you get into it. And Tark's a systems guy. That's his skill set and his strength. I'm the creative thinker and the visionary. He's more of the systems guy. And I literally was watching you unpack the box and. Uh, Put this whole business together from scratch with a team with training and support behind you and you were like pumped and i was like okay he found it he found his space he found his um you know happy place his niche for him and um uh and it was never working um in the business for tark it was always going to be i'm going to work on it and then once he learned the whole but i system, did a lot of working in it he did in the yeah he yeah. was making juices and we and washing dishes, but uh, no, it's it's been incredible. And I think, um, and, and if you're someone out there that has uh, started and stopped businesses, you haven't followed through, you, you failed. I do think the franchise model is incredible. Um, I think, you know, it doesn't always have to be, I've kind of shifted, I always thought, oh, do what you're passionate about. But what I've learned is that in every business, there's so many things to get excited about, whether it's customer service or sales or uh, building your team that works for you. There's all these amazing little places to get pumped up and be and really shine. Uh, but I think overall the franchise uh, world and model has been incredible. So I highly recommend it. Boom. Well, <laughs> guys, let us know. We got to run, but let us know if you want part two, because there's a lot more to unpack. And, and if and you want to know like anything the... about Tarek, anything, ask uh, away. I'm an open book. <laughs> be careful what you wish for uh, <laughs> have an awesome day thank you for having me in here i appreciate it yeah thanks for coming on all, all right, right bye bye